blow this scene, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, it's jam. Greetings, and welcome to the What Did You Think podcast, episode five. five. We're going to pretend like that did not take us more <laughs> tries to do. Oh, yeah. It's so also, simple, man. We're just so far, it's hard for I us mean, to keep track. I mean, we're pros by now. Um, I gotta, I gotta get out of here get jump with you know control the yeah. press so the press doesn't control you i am sick for this episode so don't uh don't worry about it if if it's not you if you think it sounds weird it's not on your end unless it is but uh yeah yes you're right you're right i've received tons of complaints oh, about yeah. about your audio situation when it comes to the podcast cameron Okay, I haven't and, heard. I don't know what they could be complaining about. My headphones are perfectly fine. And I know, I know this is a few. I know Christmas is in a week. Uh, yeah. Wait, so, really? It's Christmas. It's just a week away. It's only I, a week. Maybe it's in two weeks. I don't know. I mean, it's on the twenty fifth. And today is. Today is. I could the, just look at my 13th. phone. Today's yeah, the Today's the thirteenth. Yeah. So Tuesday it's the 13th. It's like two weeks away. So then in another week, it'll be the 20th. Yeah. So it's like two and a half weeks, give or take. Either way, I, I'm happy to announce that you are getting a new microphone. I already told you, but this is for, this is for the viewers. Oh, my word. For we, me? We, we were oh. able to save up a bunch of money thanks to the podcast oh, and our lovely non-sponsors. Thank and you. And we have got this you. This is such a shock. I'm so happy, and I'm so, so happy that you're not telling me to edit it around the screen because I won't. I'm not doing that. Good. That was too much on you. Too much. That was on though. I yeah. and so in light <laughs> of the the haters saying they don't like your headset, uh, I've really only ever heard you talk about it. Well, Hater. you know, uh, I will say, <laughs> I will say, you have gotten compliments though on how well your editing is. It's I know. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Our, our, our one and only fan Isaac Brooks, who we had on the podcast last episode. If you want to go see our first guest, go check that one out. He directly called me and he's like, "Bro, this is probably the best thing I've ever seen." So if you want to go see the best thing Isaac's ever seen, uh, and you have don't an ask. Hour and a half free. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, if you don't have an hour and a half free, uh, that's fine. You could just press play and then let it go in the background, or you can go and uh, selfish, selfish me put the time codes in the in the. <laughs> In the in the comments of when the edits happen, so I can go look at them <laughs> later when I want to. <laughs> um, we're we're you know it's December, you know. Last week we uh it was December too, but we've been doing this for about a month now. You yeah, know? and time yeah. flies when you're having fun. I gotta say, yeah. and I'm having. This has been one of the longest months of my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, but um. I will say, uh, we if you we're, we're trying to do new releases, um, and or newer releases stuff that's coming yeah. out, uh, and I, uh, I'm kind of already looking ahead in the schedule on what's to come in 2023, as far as uh-huh. movies go, and uh, Wes Anderson has a new movie coming out, and I'm sure you, did you hear about this? No. Okay, this is amazing. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So, the movie. Uh, that he's making is uh, the title just slipped my mind. So let me look this up really quickly. Cameron, you know, talk a oh, little yeah. bit. 
I will definitely entertain this crowd. Um, so, uh, uh, maybe I can do like one of those like things like on TikTok where stand up people have like heckler interactions. So, Yeah, uh, I'll heckle just, you while I'm doing okay. this. Hey, Yeah. You. So where's everybody from? Oh, what? No, So you. wise You. guy, wise guy in the front row had something to say. You're terrible. Get out of the show. Leave. All Get right. out. Thank you, Cameron, for that. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And oh, I he's. right off, right off the dome right here. <laughs> so he has a new movie coming out. I think it's in June. Can't remember, but it's called Asteroid City. Uh huh. It's Oh, got. is it like based off the Travis Scott concert? <laughs> it's a Wes Anderson <laughs> biopic on Travis Scott's tragedy of a concert. Yes, yeah. no. Um, it stars his regulars, you know, uh, like Jason Schwartzman, uh, Edward Norton, um, Owen Wilson, you know, people like that. I think Owen Wilson's in it. I, I'd be surprised, you know, same as he Bill wasn't Murray. yeah But um, he announced his cast though, so it's Margot Robbie. okay Uh, this is out of this is like no particular order, okay? Um, Margot Robbie, Steve Carell, uh, he's gonna be in it, and oh man, oh Tilda Swinton again, one of his regulars, but uh, there is one person, Cameron, that I don't think you're ex that I don't I don't think you're ready for. I don't think you're ready for. So there's Maya Hawk, Scarlett Johansson, um, Tom Hanks is in it, uh, Brian Cranston, Nice. but. The biggest name of them all. Oh, apparently Michael Sarah's in it too. That's interesting. Uh, but no, the biggest, the biggest name of them all, our glorious friend of the podcast, No way. Hong Chow, Let's go. is going to be in the new West Anderson movie. Let's She could be go. in it for one second or one hour, and I will absolutely love her in it. So, Yeah. Let's I just go, man. thought, you know, we're proud of you, Hong. We know you're listening. Yeah. We Thank know you're you. watching this. Thank you. Uh, thank you for shouting us out in the whale. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for making us feel comfortable and right at home. Um, Yeah. I'm curious when her birthday is. We need to make sure we never forget her birthday. Um. <laughs> Watch Uh, it be today. That would be the greatest dude. coincidence of Well, all time. dude. Well, we could. Okay, no, it's June 25th. June 25th. We So were this close. we were We were <laughs> this close. we were so close. We'll Oh. be sure to pr probably remember that. Maybe we're gonna get sh we gotta get shirts <laughs> with Hong Chao's face on them, mm and -hmm. uh, yeah, and all of her movies are gonna be on the back. Right. Uh, speaking And then, of, oh, you no, were still talking. No, no, I, I'm no, not I didn't. still talking. No, you were actually in the middle of a sentence and everything. <laughs> So I didn't want to get her off that. Mine was just more on, on of the bit. <laughs> So just go ahead, okay. take it from here, Well, take then it from we here. should probably move on then because it is getting old uh, for this episode, not for the podcast as a whole. Anyway, um, you said the word movies, which reminded me of what this podcast is all about, uh, and that's movies. Today, we are talking about one, um, which I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and say what it is, because Yes, usually yes. Ben's the one in introducing the movie with his crazy, elaborate uh, segues. Like, you know, speaking of murder from last episode, um, but yeah, so today we uh, are talking about The Fablemans, which was directed by Steven Spielberg, and it stars Michelle Williams, Gabriel LaBelle, Paul Dano, and Judd Hirsch. 
And Wait, why why is he so high up? Uh, he is considered, uh, or not considered. He is like getting buzzed that he's gonna get nominated. Oh, I think so too, but I don't know why he's so high on the top build cast. Uh, I would say also, Seth Rogen over him. Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen is behind time. him. Yeah, so let's 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 say the actual four names: uh, Michelle Williams, Gabriel LaBelle, Paul Dano, some guy, and then Seth Rogen. <laughs> So, um, yeah, this uh, obviously it's too early in the podcast to start saying opinions. Yeah, yeah we gotta we, we we gotta delay this a little bit. We gotta so. get some content here, man. Right, <laughs> we gotta reach eight minutes for YouTube. I hope we can do it. <laughs> uh, um, so we we saw this movie. Uh, when was it? You know, because we recorded this as soon as we saw it. So, right, so it was about thirty-eight seconds ago. Yeah. Well, however long, however long the video is, we just finished the movie that long ago. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. No. Uh, we saw this, and I cannot think of a like better atmosphere to watch this in. We had like the perfect size of theater, mm-hmm. and like nothing, no errors with the screen. The my only issue with the movie was you and my brother like <laughs> laughing at everything at everything in the movie okay there is so, context to that explain yourself please isaac apparently uh by the way he was in our podcast left episode go ahead and watch that if you want to see <laughs> we plugged that thing like three times um so me and isaac uh, we're sitting next to each other in the theater as you do, and he, before, as we're walking in, or I don't know if it's as we're walking in or whatever, he he talks to me and he's like, hey, I haven't slept in a very long time. Uh, I don't think I slept at all last night, and I just took uh, a, I don't know what the thing is that he takes to help him go to sleep, but he's like, I just took one of those, but I wasn't thinking, and I really want to see this movie, so I'm going to have to stay awake the whole movie. <laughs> and so... He is like out of it because he's on this medicine, just trying to get him to go to sleep after already staying up for so long. And so every time something on the screen happens, especially any time Seth Rogen is even mentioned, he's just like, <laughs> so like, you know, classic Isaac. And um, yeah, I and would in the say... spoiler section, we could talk about the other thing that made us laugh way more than we should have. Right, but for the I most say... part. It was just him wrestling with his, uh, with the chemicals going throughout his, his drug infused body of <laughs> yeah. melatonin. Yeah. Uh, well, I will say, like Seth Rogen doesn't even play that comedic of a role in this movie. It's like, not. It's not at all. It's just it's just his laugh is so disgusting. It's so funny, like, because it's like it since it's so distinct and since it is a meme it's it it seems like it's almost a joke when it's a scene is then and then he's laughing in the background and he's not even the focus and it's just him in the background like doing his laugh which i can't do on a good day but now that i'm sick i'm not even gonna try <laughs> uh, it, it it almost seems like it's a joke but i i mean i know it's not but i'm gonna laugh every time we hear it anyway yeah. which is why one of the reasons one of the main reasons i'm excited for that mario movie dude is just to have seth rogan as donkey kong <laughs> i also like i uh he and kung fu panda he's mantis yeah, and that, uh, that's just like 
he like like we said he has just like the such distinct voice and laugh and uh first of all what do you think of the kung fu panda movies i was really hoping you weren't gonna say that um i haven't seen them no shot yeah (laughs) cameron what okay that is only 90 percent true i have seen the first one but I was so young, I've forgotten 100% of it. And I've never went back and rewatched it. Dude. Yeah. I'm going to start with the fourth one, and I'm never going to watch the other one. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I am going to watch not even out yet. I know. I am so, going to watch still. them all in time for the fourth one. But, um, yeah. Okay. Here's what <laughs> we're doing. Whenever the fourth one's like releasing, you and me are going to watch all three of them in one day okay uh, all right in one sitting all right okay here's the thing Cameron. uh because i know we're not reviewing kung fu panda okay um first one's spectacular okay mm-hmm. second one is like actually magnificent yeah and then the third one is fine third one is a bit of a letdown but that's kind of like out. how the kids in my family work too you know, for everyone that knows about your family, that just makes so I'm much I'm the sense second child. I'm the second child, baby. Who cares about the other two? You just right. said the second one was the best one. No, um, yeah. All the, all the real fans know. All the real fans know. <laughs> real fans know about your family. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, either way, Hans Zimmer does the score for the movies. Right. And I kid you not, Hans Zimmer, like, has made... <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite movies ever is Megamind and uh-huh. he did the score for that and every single time I hear the score for Megamind or for Kung Fu Panda 3 especially uh-huh. bro I just get like <laughs> I just I get that clench in me <laughs> and it is uh Anyways, it just gets me really hyped. So <laughs> I'm excited for the fourth one. I don't even know yeah. why I brought it up. Seth Rogen. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's why. I remember, yeah. I remember that's my first Seth Rogen movie. And I remember yeah. being like, oh, like Mantis. Oh, I dropped guy. my headphones. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Go ahead and restart. Go ahead and restart that sentence. Go ahead and restart that falling sentence. Falling apart. Yeah. Either way, I was saying my first movie was Seth Rogen. With, with, yeah. <laughs> 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 We're, never mind. Never yeah. mind. No, yeah. No, you're so we watched the Fablemans. <laughs> um, and uh, the synopsis reads Growing up in a post World War II era, Arizona young, uh, Arizona, what? Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, okay, commas, man. Growing up in a post World War II era, Arizona, young Sammy Fableman aspires to become a filmmaker as he reaches adolescence but soon discovers a shattering family secret and explores how the power of film can help him see the truth. Wow. Well, that's beautiful. That sounds like a good movie. Sounds like a really good movie. I will say, uh, going into this, I was pretty excited. I heard good things about it. It, I believe it won best feature at TIFF. Uh, and, um, typically the movies that do really good at the Oscars, uh, when TIFF and do really good at TIFF, uh, so immediately this is a, already a big Oscar bait movie. Yeah. You know, it's movies about movies. Well, I don't know if this is even like a necessary discussion, but I think there's a difference between Oscar bait and just a movie that deserves an Oscar. I wouldn't call this Oscar bait. 
it deserves Oscars for sure. But also, it can bait and still be good. Don't Look Up is complete Oscar bait, but it's completely trash. Right. But like Oscar bait is like a movie that was made for an Oscar. It's like someone who has a prolific enough career and they haven't got it yet. So like, okay, let's just cater to everything the Academy wants just so I can make get an Oscar. This is this is just a passion project that deserves one. I I completely agree with you. And um I absolutely went into this like super excited. I was ready. I I set my I put the alerts on AMC app to remind me when there's showtimes and immediately day one as soon as there were showtimes uh i'm gonna go see it so we we saw it uh big group of us we went it was you your brother me and my brother and my wife and uh i was not disappointed in the least and i was actually very surprised on how much i i loved it like this was getting this is getting buzzed uh of it saying like it's better than everything everywhere and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I was in my mind. I'm thinking like nothing can really be everything everywhere. That is like the number one movie this year that I go to think of on my Instagram. When I was re- reviewing movies, I would always say probably get nominated, but no chance it's beating everything everywhere. And this is the only movie I've seen this year that has a very solid shot at getting yeah. everything everywhere uh, a run for their money. Yeah. Um, I will say, just like you know, as a little preview thing, um, the there there's a cert, there's different kinds of ways that I like when I'm watching a movie that I really like. There are different feelings that I get depending on how I'm liking the movie. The movies like a uh, Bullet Train, where like I really like just like pure action movies. That's just like an excitement kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's like movies like. Uh, Lady Bird or Florida Project where it's like oh I'm emotionally invested in this this is really good and then there's movies you know those have very distinct like oh that's a drama that's an action movie those are things and stuff but if I, there's a movie that I just love so much there's a kind of appreciation for it that I have that kind of transcends genre and it's like this is the kind of movie that makes me want to make movies and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. it's not not just because this is a movie about making movies i felt that when i watched um everything everywhere i felt that when i watched this and i felt that when i watched a bunch of other stuff so the fact that this movie was able to give me that like feeling of imagine being able to put my name on this or something like it that must be the coolest thing in the world i want to do that someday that is how i know i'm really enjoying a movie yeah and kind of going off what you said i when i think of steven uh, so i have some backstory with steven spielberg not like me and him go back we don't but (laughs) um i was interested in his filmography after this movie came out because this movie is based off of steven growing up and how he got into movies excuse me and uh i i went back Uh, I went to his IMDb page and I just went back to see what he made. And like this guy, like you have a lot of directors whose first movie was just like amazing. It popped off, like was immediately Oscar, like winning stuff like that. Steven Spielberg legitimately just had like a very arguably like normal career, like would direct a few episodes of some TV shows, would direct a short film or a 90 minute film that he would make with like one of his sisters and it wouldn't right. do well at all, but he made it cause he wanted to. And the fact that 
he stuck with what he wanted to make. And in the end, I think, I believe it was Jaws or something. Like, it was 1970 something, which I, I want I, I don't, fa- you can fact check me if you want. I'm not completely sure, but it was finally like Jaws that came out to where that got him his first award. And that started getting right. him more recognition uh, with the stuff. And that's simply because he made a movie because he wanted to about something he wanted to. And right. this kind of bleeds into what I was going to say was the movie that got me into movies was Jaws. Uh, I think it's exceptional. I think it's perfect. Everything about it, the fact that it can create, uh, the fact that it's so old and it is not like cheesy with his, with its effects at all. Like, and it's not afraid to take the leaps. Have you seen Jaws? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, spoilers for Jaws, I guess. Um, yeah, it's been out for long enough. I <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's the little kid that dies, kind of near the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, quite a bit of blood was in that scene. And I remember, not remember, but I'm, I remember sitting down and watching this uh this kid die on screen and being so blown away that the fact that someone is not a af- not afraid to a kill off the kid, but like. Right. He's not letting, uh, like, the right thing, so to say, affect how he's supposed to make his movie. You know what I mean? Like, or he's not letting, like, controversialness, like, affect how he's filmmaking. And it pays off. It's such a good scene. I'm not, I was not expecting the kid to die. And sure enough, he, dude, he's just so good. That's all I'm trying to say. Either way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, that's the movie that makes me want to make stuff. And then when I saw Nope this summer. Uh, it like same exact feeling I had watching Jaws and I was like, boom, already into it. And then this movie, it's like, like re gave me that feeling again that I had 10, 12 years ago when I watched Jaws for the first time. Yeah. I, I, that feeling that I did bring up and that you're talking about, like I get it uh, more than just when I'm watching stuff. It's the same feeling I had when I was, you know, another plug uh, that uh, production company I'm a part of where we're making a movie. Uh, whenever, <laughs> when when I was writing that and whenever I'm on set for all the audio listeners, there's been a lot of air quotes in the last few seconds. But, um, you know, whenever I'm working on that project, I do get this feeling of just like, you know, uh, enjoyment and like passion and stuff. And when I feel that when I'm watching a movie is when it is like, that's the level we're talking with this, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, yeah, if, if you have the chance to go see this, like you, uh, you absolutely need to, this is like one of the movies ever. Of all no, time. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it is one of the best movies that, is, that has like not only come out recently, but just has like, has come out i want to say it's like truly something exceptional and i i feel like it is something for everybody too um i know i know my wife really enjoyed it and we were so man i hate doing this and bringing up a lot of movies when we're talking about a one movie but i'm gonna do it again uh where i told you we saw empire of light which is a movie about movies and i i like it a lot i had a blast with it and i didn't realize like till after i saw fablemans how like quote unquote like poorly done empire of light is really and and it's like view of like inspiring people with film 
where I feel like with this, it I'm not spoiling anything, but without with Empire of Light, it doesn't really necessarily like I, I you know I can't even say this. That's spoiling. So I'm we're gonna ignore that. But uh like movies without movies are always interesting. Some of them are good, some of them are not great. And then you have the very few randomly that are just like like top tier, which is this. And right. have have you seen Mank? No. That is Fincher's like movie about them making Citizen Kane. And it's just not it. It's like it's all it's all substance, you know? And or no, it's all style, no substance. Right. And right. uh with this, you've got like I, I think it's the perfect mix of of both. And it's truly just spectacular. Yeah. Uh and part of what makes it great to uh get into some more specific details about it is um the performances all around i don't mm-hmm. think there's a there's a lot of child acting in this movie and there i don't know what it is i was thinking about this in the theater like i think we've turned a corner in the industry um with i i, I and less and less nowadays i'm seeing stuff and i'm like oh it's a child actor oh it's a child actor you know they're just a kid doing kid things. Like mm-hmm. I know uh Violent Night is an exception, uh, which I don't know, maybe one day we'll talk about that. But who knows? Um <laughs> uh, but more often than not, like with Stranger Things and like with uh, you know, this now and other examples that I thought of in the theater that I'm forgetting now, child actors have become more competent. Oh, uh, Florida Project is the big one. I haven't uh, seen that. I need oh, to you have to, it's so good. Um they're just better now than they used to be. Mm-hmm. And um, this is really an example of that. And that the movie in like, this isn't really a spoiler, but it's like, it starts out for a, like, I don't know, I'd say 20, 30 minutes as a younger person, like as him younger, like as a kid, kid. And then it, the mo- majority of the movie is him as a teenager and both performances him as a teenager played by a 16 year old, I think, and him as a kid played by a even younger than that. Uh, they don't seem like the generic child actor that you think of. They just are the character, you know? Yeah. And, and they do such a good job as well. Like yeah. everyone does. And I, I was more surprised with the sisters. I, I yeah, like, no. I was like, I was thinking like, dude, there's something about acting like you're acting, you know? Right. And the daughters at that age, can like or those sisters at that age can understand how to do that well because I was thinking like oh that's like funny cringy because like they're obviously bad in his movie that they're directing uh-huh. and then I'm like no this is so like this is so uh, comfortable is such a weird word to use but it's so like uh like relaxed so normal it like made so much sense watching it and like right. their performances are so natural it, it's so real that's what I'm looking for it's uh, so real and it's more- like such a good job more shout outs to Tim Robinson's. I think you should leave one of the sisters is played by someone who's in one of the sketches on that. I don't remember which really? one it is, but yeah. Um, I mean, I remember she's which sister it, it is, but she is, she, she's going, she's moving up in the world. Well, popping off. hard to top Tim Robinson, but she found a way. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there's going to be a lot of nominations for a lot of different things for this movie. And this could be one of those rare movies where it's competing against itself for an acting nomination. Um, Oh, absolutely. I think, well, 
I don't know. So with the, bro, because everyone is so good in this. I, I think just like signed like fifteen times. I know because it's like <laughs> I have so many things I want to say about this movie, and like they're all in my mind, fighting about which one's gonna come out first. Right. Uh, but I'll stay with the performances. Uh, for sure, I absolutely believe. Um, Michelle Williams is that her name? Venom Lady. Yeah, I think. <laughs> uh. She is absolutely going to get a nomination and For she sure. should absolutely win. I think she is one of the best parts in this movie uh, as far as like performances go. Um, Paul Dano is fine. I, I, I like Paul Dano as an actor, uh, but he's very toned down in this movie. Uh, but I like that. I think that was on purpose in this. I oh, absolutely. This. Yeah. And uh, Paul Dano definitely has that acting ability to where he can overshadow anyone he is on screen with. Uh, in a, in a in a good way. That's that sounded like a negative. No, no. I, yeah, he has the ability to steal the show, and uh-huh. it's like kudos to him and Steven Spielberg and the other writer that really like worked with him on his performance because he really does just fit that father figure so well, and it really allows other people on the screen to really just work well. And right. their whole chemistry, that whole family's chemistry, is like so good, so good. And uh, Seth Rogen's character uh, is just. It's fun. He's it's fun. Not, like putting the memes aside, he's a good. He's a great actor, and th- his scenes. You know the scenes with him in it. They're really well done, and he's really great in them. To go back to Paul Dano real quick, I wonder moving forward. You know, as time goes on, and uh, you know, movies are less fresh in people's minds, and you know, as movies are remembered differently than they're talked about when they first come out. I wonder if when people look back at twenty twenty two, if the Riddler is going to overshadow uh, Paul Dana's performance in this, or if these are going to be able to exist on their own, like separately. Well, uh, judging because... by the sense on like how, I mean, everything, I, I don't know. I'm judging it based off TikTok, but I mean, <laughs> the Batman is considered like everyone's like favorite superhero movie right now. And yeah, uh, typically superhero roles overshadow you as a, as a performer. Robert Downey Jr. is, incredible right, but... and like zodiac and all these things but he will always be known and remembered for his iron man role even though he wasn't ugh, i'm not gonna say he's not good i'm just saying he plays just that's um... a conversation for a different day in terms of acting in the mcu and whether or not it's actually all that good um even though i was about to bring that up i was gonna say you know people yeah you you bring up i feel like the people who bring up superhero roles because of the superhero and people who bring up roles because the acting are having two different conversations so if someone's like hey what was paul dano's best performance and they're stuck between the riddler and the guy from prisoners you know they're not going to be like oh well you know i would say the guy from the prisoners but the riddler fought a batman so i guess i have to go with that like some whittles yeah Uh, (laughs) those are two different conversations to have so I was more going with like performance wise people have said that the Riddler is like one of the best comic book performances of all time. And that's crazy to me. And like, I, I genuinely disagree. The, uh, this is like a whole tangent, which I will not go down, but just to say this, get uh, completely demolished by all other opinions and then not, not never elaborate. Uh, the Riddler is the worst part of that movie in a performance perspective. In my opinion, I did not like the way the Riddler was portrayed in that movie. I would argue and say the Joker, but He's not really I mean, in it. Though. He's uh, still in it. Yeah, but like not enough to. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is, 
regardless of my opinions of it, people very fondly remember the Riddler performance. They say it was great. They say it was in. They say it was deep, all that stuff. And I think there is a depth and a and a lot going on with Paul Dano's performance in this. But similar to, uh, what's what's his name? Oh, I remember it all. Daniel Kaluuya in Nope. It's very subdued. It's very subtle, and mm-hmm. there's a lot going on inside the mind that we don't really see uh like vocalized or externalized so i i don't know how that'll go in the long run how people will remember it or even how it will uh, affect his awards uh right possibilities uh we also have the score which was by john williams um i'm gonna be completely honest i didn't notice it as much i was just so engulfed with like what was going on in the screen and on the story yeah i I couldn't really like pay respect to the music going on i'm sure it's good john williams is one of the goats so i mean well yeah i mean i think the fact that the emotions came across well and all that stuff um you know it, it it the music did its job even if i don't necessarily have any tunes stuck in my head like i wasn't distracted by it and I wasn't like I, I it definitely I can go ahead and be fairly confident, even though I don't remember explicitly, I can be fairly confident in saying it did its job pretty well if the emotions of the scene were able to be uh communicated. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I also do want to touch on the editing for just a little bit, where I think this is another one that's like perfectly edited. I do think everything everywhere will beat it with its editing. Um, but it just goes so well with the pacing of this movie this is almost a two and a half hour movie and i was not like feel it not at all not at all because it it is so it's not action-packed but there's just so much going on to keep you entertained to keep you always like wondering what's happening next and uh as like because we're legitimately going through this kid's life and the fact that it, it does not drag for one second every single character on that screen is like always entertaining you is always giving you just some more information uh going back to seth rogan i know he's a goofball but every scene he's in is, is really integral to like what's going on in the story and right it, it's done so well uh from a filmmaking perspective to just make sure that like they're not um focusing on one person too much and as far as like performers goes I think everyone just has such like ah, it's just so perfectly done. Everyone just fits yeah. their role so well. It's definitely it's it unless I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, other than the big thing that uh, we know since his life, since this is based on Steven Spielberg's life, we know he eventually becomes a great director, right? Other than that, we don't know anything this kid doesn't know until he knows it mm-hmm. and so just the constant stream of new information and you know certain elements of this movie almost feel like a mystery being put together even though it's not really yeah. like trying i know i know especially in the later half of the movie which we can dive in deeper a little bit in the spoiler section there were there were there was a few characters where i'm like what what is going on with them mm-hmm. like what is there there's so much like other and similar characters and other things wouldn't i wouldn't be this intrigued on what they're actually thinking but with this i just like i know something else is going on and i want to figure it out 
and then like you can tell the character is also seeing that as well uh what sam or whatever his name is he's also he's not necessarily going out of his way to figure it out but he's like man what's up what's up with this like the constant stream of new information the perspective of not knowing what's going on until the character does it lends itself to the pa to the pacing being uh very well uh managed mm -hmm. yeah no you're right and also speaking of that latter half of the movie there is i found it very interesting that they were introducing like new characters a few minutes before the movie was over and yeah. i was and I, I i immediately started thinking i'm like okay this is when it's going to like be unnecessary this is when the movie's gonna like feel annoying and feel like it's going on too long and saying repeating myself it it's not it's like they're they're written so well and it's so crazy to think that this is like steven spielberg's life like right uh without spoiling anything that prayer scene is like one of the most like uncomfortable, uncomfortable. And hilarious yeah. things i've <laughs> seen in a while and it is like and i like i because i know that's true i know that's true like why I mean, that has to be right. Like, I can't imagine like looking at look, Steven Spielberg now, like picturing him being in that position this is so funny to me. Uh, but um, I I feel like we really have. I mean, okay, we'll say this before we get into spoilers. Well, actually, I have quite a bit to say before. We okay, get go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to uh, rush you. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> um, there's a f a few more performances that I think. Uh, should talk about a little bit longer, especially the main kid who I think he was 16 years old when they were filming this. He definitely deserves a nomination, maybe that's even a win. That's what I was like, going to get into here was uh, with the Oscars. Like, so go ahead. Well, if you were, you got it. If you had something to say, well, no, so finish your, finish your thought. Well, I mean, I was just bringing up, you know, sparking the conversation, right? Saying this kid acted pretty well. What do it's you think, Ben? It's unfortunate that this came out the same year that the whale did. Um, yeah. Because Brendan Fraser has this award in the bag. Um, and I don't even think. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I know. That's like, because I do think this kid deserves something. Uh, a, a nomination for sure. But it's just, like I said, and it's not unfortunate. It's unfortunate for him because Brendan Fraser definitely deserves this. Right. But um, this kid is. He's phenomenal. So dude. good. So good. Like, like just thinking about it right now, scenes are coming in my head, images of like different like he like, has such a range in this. It's such a range. There's scenes where he is on the top of the world and he is like cracking up and he's laughing with his friends and he's at the height. And then there's some scenes where he is just completely devastated and he mm -hmm. has like no one to talk to. It is truly something exceptional to watch, especially done by someone his age of uh, right. 16 and going on more with the oscars um this is this will get nominated for uh, pretty much everything you name it um original screen is this original screenplay i don't know how that works i don't, I don't know. know either it's gonna I get nominated yeah, it, for i one think it'll them. be original because it's like a yeah. fictionalized account of his life maybe right. and it, uh, one of the screenplays it's gonna get nominated for yeah yeah um it'll get nominated for editing well when i don't know about that uh maybe score because it is john williams yeah but best picture for sure and i even think it's going to win best picture uh best director right did you say that oh yeah you're right and he'll win that he'll win that he'll win that um has he of course he has 
right? He has best director. I'm, I'm sure he has. Because sure I know there are, are like outlier scenarios where there are people who like have been in the industry for a million years. I'd be shocked. Also, I'd yeah. be shocked. The, um, you don't. He's considered to be the greatest director alive. I'm sure they wouldn't just say that about someone who hasn't won. It. I mean, Edgar Wright has never won yeah. an Oscar for that, but no, yeah, he he's should. also not the best. Um, he's up there though. Oh uh, yeah, he got best director for Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, and uh, Schindler's List. Okay. So yeah. Schindler, okay, another thing. This uh sorry, getting away from the Oscars. So Steven Spielberg is Jewish, if you, in case you guys didn't know. I myself am also Jewish. So me and Steven, we like I said, we go way back. All right. <laughs> Friend so, of the podcast, uh, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> we had Hanukkah sometime together, I think. <laughs> no, um, uh, and the way this movie handles him and his Jewishness is uh and the uh the attitudes towards jewish people of the time yeah um and especially where they live too and the people reacting around them uh, it schindler's list uh after watching this movie means so much more to me and i enjoy it a lot more now uh, have you seen schindler's list i have it's one of those movies i'll probably only ever watch once but yeah, it's I, tough it's tough to watch yeah. it's a hard watch um but this movie uh puts a whole other name on it it's uh it makes me respect it a lot more for what it is and that's just in compliments of how well the movie uh deals with you know being jewish you know yeah so do you think this will win best picture do you want it to i okay i still think everything everywhere should win best picture that's still my bit pick my well we'll talk about our best of the year later but uh <laughs> Eagle, eagle-eared listeners would might have caught something there about what I think is the best of the year. Uh, but I still think Everything Everywhere should win that. But I, I wouldn't be upset if this won. Mm. Oh, um, absolutely. It definitely deserves it. And any other year, it probably would be a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with what Everything Everywhere is, is why I want it to win. But... It just seems too controversial to pick over this Steven Spielberg movie that like, I hope this is his last movie. I hope like this should be one you end on. You know what I mean? Like if, if not this ready player one would have been a good place to stop, but <laughs> well, he's going to come back and only direct ready, the ready player series, ready player two, like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I mean, I, this could win. This could not. Uh, as long as this or everything everywhere wins, I'll be fine. Um, but like, I, this does have a very good chance of taking it. But I could also see it not going. I don't think it's as in the bag as you say it is, uh, especially nowadays with um, um, like more and more uh, like out there stuff winning. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Like Parasite really opened the opened the door for different movies to make it. And that's true. I just think for like how goofy ah uh everything everywhere is, I would love for that to win. Uh, and I think with that, like if you give everything everywhere, that opens the door for a lot more like experimental films and like creative films. Uh, to perform better, you know what I mean. I would love to see an Edgar Wright movie, like, be considered to win Best Picture. But he's not even that experimental. 
He's just. But the fact that he just does fast paced editing and yeah. pretty funny movies, it's still so controversial for the Oscars to pick. And I'm so excited that everything everywhere is like almost demandingly like going to be nominated. Like they, like people would be in an uproar if it doesn't even get a nomination. Right. And for it to a get a nomination, that's huge. And if it does get a win, I think we can see a lot more of these like uh these creators being able to make more of these like passion projects so to say you know what i mean like i don't know i would love to see like uh baby driver get nominated for best picture you know what i mean i want to see another i want to see another baby baby driver too whenever that gets made (laughs) i feel like whenever they finally replace kevin spacey with whenever they replace like 80 percent of the cast (laughs) john bernthal is gonna come back from the grave in the movie so he can (laughs) The, the, the girlfriend is just like oops i left baby at jail i gotta go drive across america now <laughs> yeah. that, so what would the sequel be is it toddler driver i'm assuming uh i think it would i think toddler it would be, conductor um uh prepubescent pilot <laughs> prepubescent I'm the best getaway pilot there is. Yeah. <laughs> just like a huge Boeing 747. Yeah. Like can't move fast at all. It's like the cops are on us. <laughs> they gotta get one of the people down the street going like this. <laughs> uh, they visit they oh dude, one of the characters gets in jail and like the camera pans over to a jail cell and you see like Kevin Spacey standing there and it's like like I should have been in this movie. I don't know. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's the stupid part. <laughs> that's the pilot part. Uh, what's uh, the music even like? Uh, like. Anyway, after this bit is over, we should talk about. Um, uh, probably, I think we're getting towards the end of the spoiler-free section. I think uh, if you have I think anything else you want to say. All I'm going to say is we're going to have an Oscar episode, so don't worry. You know, you know, if you're really wanting all of our thoughts about what we think should win, I'm still really 50-50 with what I want. I love both of these, like, honestly, equally. And mm-hmm. uh, as so I really can't choose one. Uh, I, I, I really go, like, every other day I'm picking one over the other. But uh, – absolutely fantastic movie i i want to like watch it again like and again yeah again it's so good i'm gonna watch it with people that haven't seen it uh if you know i think this is a must watch for this year it's such a good family movie too excuse me Uh, yeah i mean maybe not with like little little kids but sure sure. yeah if your kids are old enough to understand like uh, that's what i meant by family i think it's good for like not i wouldn't say like a kid's movie it's not a kid's movie right but i mean yeah like i get what you mean but well whatever okay Cameron. Right. no i'm What'd not you... trying to i'm not trying to be like shut up you know, what are your final thoughts Just no, you shut up. uh <laughs> what did i think um what did i think is you know <laughs> one of the best movies of the year obviously uh they're so like i'm I don't like to be this kind of person where I look for things that are wrong with something, but even just to like bring up like n- something I'm struggling 
anything that I have to say negatively about this movie at all. Yeah. Uh, because I don't think there is anything negative in this movie, just off memory. Um, so this is one of the best movies of the year, as I've said many times already in the same <laughs> sentence. Um, definitely see it uh, if you like whenever you can, however you can legally and oh <laughs> gotta support our spielbergs yep. and uh <laughs> yeah so best movies of the year one of them is <laughs> it is one of the movies just ever made yeah uh it's it's hard to it's hard to really say much else yeah. other than it's fantastic watch it if you want to watch it if you don't want to you'll see why you were wrong um <laughs> Yeah, that's that, what do you say, Ben? What did you think? I already said what I thought, uh, but it's perfect. Watch it. Um, other than that, we're going to our spoiler section. This is so, our spoiler section. Yeah, Ben, what's your favorite Gatorade flavor? Cucumber. Is that a real thing? It is. Okay, have you not seen that joke? No. So th- this is funny. All right, this is going to get meta for a second because I'm going to talk about a podcast <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, oh. No, so there's like these two guys on TikTok. I don't know what their names are. <laughs> is that Grape? It is Riptide Rush um, trademark. So either way, <laughs> um, the, uh, this one guy is like, what's your favorite? Uh, they ask him like what his favorite Gatorade is. And he's like, cucumber Gatorade. it's like my favorite apparently it's a thing it's been a thing for a while and uh they just did did you did you so how many gatorades do you have of different flavors you're shotgunning two different gatorades okay so on my desk and well you finish your story first uh either way uh and they basically just like make fun of them for liking cucumber gatorade and my Uh opinion red gatorade fruit punch is the best but gatorade is not good Compared to Powerade, Powerade is superior. It is better. It is stronger, it, smarter, better. It's been a minute. Better. It's, been, it a minute since I, it's oh. been a minute since I had Powerade, but uh, from what I remember, that was my go-to for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, the not, answer not that high in sugars. It has more electrolytes for you. It is better for you. Uh, Health-wise, and it's at McDonald's. At least it was when I was a kid. Yeah, I used to be. Bro, I used to combine that and lemonade. Yeah, at McDonald's. It one makes this green drink. I used to think I was a scientist. One time I was at McDonald's and I was like, I'm gonna combine everything on the fountain together and see what that tastes like. And there was uh, one of our soldiers, a U.S. Army veteran, uh, at the fountain as well. And and I'm going through and I'm going do 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 and he's at the Powerade and he's getting Powerade and so I step back and I'm like like very young at this point and he's like, oh you want some of, you 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 want something and he had saw me go through the whole line he probably thought I was trying to get to one of the other cokes on the other side of the Powerade little does he know I already had some of that so he right. steps aside being polite and I just fill my cup up full of a bunch of carbonated cokes and then put powerade in it and he looks at me with the most like disgusted look and obviously i'm young so like he's like being playful like oh you or whatever and then like i go on my way i know at that point he's like i put my life on the line for this kid <laughs> i put my life on the line for him to be able to do that without any consequences my life for this kid to combine soda and powerade together 
<laughs> Maybe freedom isn't all it's chalked up to be. <laughs> oh, like, man, I came back home for this. What is this? <laughs> I should have stayed wherever I was. <laughs> oh. uh, to answer your other question, uh, I have the trademarked flavor. Uh, I have red Gatorade, and on my other desk, I have orange Gatorade and yellow Gatorade. <laughs> well, Powerade is the best. Um, it's better. So Gatorade is very unhealthy for you, uh, as far as like for your heart as well. <laughs> Apparently, in West Virginia, there were like three kids having heart attacks when they were playing basketball and drinking Gatorade. So, yeah. not saying don't stay away from it. Also, if Gatorade wants to sponsor us, <laughs> then, <laughs> then I'll happily take this out of the audio. Yeah, but, I'm uh, not trying to cut. I'm not trying to burn any bridges. Okay. As of right now, we're unsponsored. But if you couldn't tell, we're unsponsored. But we're open to the possibility. <laughs> right. So maybe, like, maybe if, those if, kids if, were if, doing like, it wrong. So if, like Mrs. Like Buttersworth wants to like hop in and like you know, just you know. Also not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> so I like Pirate a lot. That's what I was gonna say. Also, I have yet to try Logan Paul's drink. Prime. I didn't know he had a drink. You you have not heard about Prime? No. You've been living under a rock? I'm assuming we're unsponsored with this as well. Well, yes, definitely. Yeah. No, I actually I haven't heard anything from Logan Paul in a long time. Other so, than that what? his Pokemon cards were fake. This was wait, was that real? I don't know. I didn't look into it. Oh, I know he pulled a Charizard or whatever. Either way, wait, are you serious? You don't know about Prime? No. That's like what? Okay. How? Like you're on the media. You're on yeah, the media. <laughs> the, the the most recent big uh YouTuber drink that I know about is um uh Jay Schlatt's new drink that I don't want to say the name of because there's a bad word in it. Um but well yeah <laughs> I, 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 Sarah's heard of Prime. Like Oh, that one, the one that Sarah's heard of. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I don't. No. I, she just shook my head, shook her head. No, so she, <laughs> whatever. But I will I say that. it's like uh one of the like it's getting up there. It's him and KSI collabed and started some drink company. It's pretty successful right now. Yeah. But either way, uh, enough about drinks. Let's get into our spoiler <laughs> section, okay? Starting with the spoiler. Um, I haven't thought of a spoiler to start off with. I mean, I would say spoiler is that. You like you know his uh his parents get a divorce. Oh yeah, that's a good spoiler. I mean, it's I mean it's a spoiler. It's not a good thing, yeah, but it's like yeah. yeah. No. Um. So if for some reason you're still here for the spoiler section and you don't want to watch the movie, you are insane. But uh, if you have seen it, then welcome. No. Yeah. Uh, the thing is with this movie, it's Donkey not like Kong. one. Um, that's why they got a divorce. It was because Seth Ro- uh, sh- the wife was cheating on him with Seth Rogen. <laughs> thing is, they weren't cheating. They weren't cheating. I mean, they weren't cheating, but they were. Mentally, right? they were. Mentally, well, they were. it depends. Okay, so you see, I'm a scholar. All right, so a lot of the times on YouTube, I do more than just watch Minecraft Let's Plays and Logan Paul uh, drink ads. I um, I watched this guy who's a therapist and he talks about therapy stuff in relation to movies. And one thing he says is that cheating can mean different things for different people. And if that couple decided that um, that level of emotional connection is cheating, then it's cheating. 
You're right. Thank you. I agree with you. Or him. Yeah. Or her. Or her. But uh, either way, there's not what I was going to say is there's not like one big spoiler to this movie. It's just like the series of events that unfolds as you watch it. Like it's best going in blind. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Like what we said in the non-spoiler section is pretty much all you need to know. That's all I knew going into it. I just knew it was about Steven Spielberg and it starts off with him at a young age and his parents take him to his first ever movie, which is called the, the greatest it's just a movie, dude. I don't know. It's called like The Great Escape. Or I don't know. It's not The Great Escape. I don't know. Either way. Was it The Greatest uh, Showman starring Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Jackman and Zach Efron? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. Anyways. um, And uh, we see little Sam watch two trains collide. And it really impacts him. Uh, so much so that he asks for a train set for Hanukkah. And... Ends up getting a train set using his dad's camera with the, the help greatest of his mom. show on earth. That's what it was. You were close. You were close. I did. You were the one who said it. Actually, no, I was. It was me. I said it. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> and we just slowly see what is striving him to get into film, even at a young age. So he starts making these, like, you know, these trains colliding. And it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's good for a little kid to make. That's pretty, like, pretty neat. Especially because he edited it, too. Like, like editing back in the olden days, bro. Okay, yeah, so we can talk on that. Uh, I yeah. don't I don't have the honor of editing the video because you don't want that. Because we wouldn't have a video if that's the case. Um, <laughs> but our mysterious editor out there. Mysterious uh, editor. Uh, Did a great job to go to the movie yesterday. Or uh, today, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the way they like edited back then is so tedious and has to be like so annoying. They're they're yeah. literally like using like a magnifying glass and like cutting the film like perfectly and then putting it together. Like we are blessed today to have yeah. <laughs> such like just a drag and click system and occasionally yeah. hit the delete bar. Also, I bet that guy, I bet Steven Spielberg, he didn't have to like put an exploding moving link with Millennium Falcon noises in it at the end of the movie. Like I, that the mysterious editor had to on the last episode. Sure. Uh, but he did put bullet <laughs> holes by poking actual like holes in the film, which is so creative. Like, let the light shine through. Yeah. It is creative. Um, but yeah, this movie it it touches on it focuses on Spielberg's family, and like we said, the, the one of the twists is that uh, Seth Rogen's character and uh, his mom not not Seth Rogen's mom, uh, <laughs> Sam's mom, Sam Fableman, Mrs. Fableman actually really like each other, and we and, and because why why we don't really know they just you know. Are with each other a lot. They hold hands a lot. Paul Dano is his character is constantly at work and is getting promotions and stuff, and so he's he's staying busy. He's trying to provide for his family, and you know it's just like everyone is so important to this movie. Everyone has their own thing that they're doing, uh, and it's like like this is so weird for it to be a spoiler section because, I mean, we don't have like these crucial spoilers we're saying, but right. 
like the divorce and then pretty much anything that happens after they move to LA, I'd Yeah. say is like stuff that you don't want to know about going Mm. in. Right. Um, about that LA portion, this is where we get into another section of the movie that uh, I was laughing way more than I needed to. Okay, so before we get there, I do want to touch Okay. on one thing super quick. There's a campfire scene where the whole family Oh, goes camping right, right. and the and the mom begins dancing. Uh and Sam begins to film her. She is wearing the most see-through dress I have ever seen and Yeah. revealing a lot, but nothing at the same time. And Well, it's I... heavily implied that the characters were seeing more than the audience. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, It is I a found PG-13 it movie. very interesting, though, that, like, there was one character trying to shut the whole thing down. That's the point, that only one person was trying to shut it down. It shows where everyone's at at that moment, you see. Yeah. The daughter, obviously, you know, is the kind of like in a like to put it in comedy terms is the straight man of the scenario the only one connected to reality uh steven spielberg uh, i mean sammy fableman is uh uh obviously focused on the like the filmmaking aspect of it the husband is like oh look at my beautiful wife and then the friend is like oh look at my my best friend's beautiful wife you know like and then the mom she's all over the place in this movie i couldn't She's really like mentally unstable. she she's She yeah <laughs> she gets a pet monkey when they move to California. Yeah, And my my grandma had a pet monkey in real life though. <laughs> When what? she was a kid, when she was a kid. That's Yeah. so freaky, dude. Wow. Yeah. Uh they had to put on a diaper cuz it was pooping everywhere and it would always take the diaper off. Like Um uh, night at the museum. <laughs> I don't know. Uh I yeah, that was one of the things Isaac was looking up if uh the monkey from Night at the Museum was still alive. I don't remember if he, if it is or not, but it is also the same monkey that plays uh Annie's boobs in community. No So way. yeah. A friend of <laughs> the podcast. friend of the podcast, Annie's boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a monkey? Who's a monkey? it is a monkey. <laughs> Sorry, Ben's mom. <laughs> I know you like him watching appropriate things. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> No, but go ahead and tell us about your California experience. Okay, so a little insight for all you spoiler folk. I lied to the spoiler-free folk. There is something in this movie. There is only one thing I had wrong with this movie, and I think one of the characters was very poorly cast because I could not take one of the characters seriously at all. Uh, a large part of the third act of the movie is dedicated to uh, him dealing with bullies Uh, in California that mainly bully him because he's Jewish, which very serious situation. That was never the funny part, obviously. Okay. The guy they hired to be one of the bullies is one of the scrawniest people I've ever seen. And he's the least intimidating and person I've ever seen. And he's like, I, I think it's just because they're supposed to be kids. They're not really coming up with like that, like, Um, like, uh, okay, like the fact that they're treating him that way because he's Jewish is bad and all that stuff. But like, it's not the, the the coming from this kid. It seems like a joke, and like I wasn't laughing at the joke. I was laughing at the kid being like, "Look at this kid trying to be all tough. He's a, he's a, he's like a doofus. I can't take him seriously." Uh, there are two bullies in this movie. Uh, one of them is the one that I could not take seriously at all. That I was just talking about. The other one is one that. 
was actually doing its job, being a bully, being intimidating, being awful. But there was also like in a sense of like more going on, which we can talk about later. But that first bully, which is the first one we are introduced to, I struggled so hard to take him seriously because he's just such, so I, – I don't think he was acting very well. And the, the stuff that he does in the movie is so silly in the fact that it's like he's trying to be a tough guy and it's not working at all. Maybe that's what it was going for. But it doesn't seem like that's the impression you're supposed to get because it, he puts Sam in a very bad position to where he's like down in the dumps and all that stuff. Yeah, it, it, There was just a, a conflict of what the movie was presenting and what the movie was trying to get you to feel. And I, I laughed when he was on screen because I could not take him seriously at all. Yeah. Which is not um, something you want when your character is getting bullied that harshly. Right, right. No, uh, him. So this also, while he's in California, he meets his one and only girlfriend of the movie. Um, <laughs> and this is the prayer scene that me and Cameron were talking about, where <laughs> it was so weird. Uh, there's this girl that really likes Jews, just like. I think she just likes him. Are you right? sure? Maybe she's very, she's very religious in the movie. Right. She's religious because she seemed to be interested in him anyway before she heard about that. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see. Ugh. Um well she she uses his uh Jewishness as an opportunity to uh have him over um to uh like give him a Bible study and convert him because she's Catholic. Um, and yeah. as you were saying, the prayer scene, this, yeah, go ahead and describe well, it. Well, so we mentioned the prayer scene, and I guess now that we're you know in the spoiler section, I can talk about that a little bit. But essentially, what happens first of all, he meets his one and only girlfriend of the movie, uh, and she is a very religious person and she really likes him, uh, as we can tell in the movie. And we just have this very uncomfortable scene of them both in the bedroom, in her bedroom, uh, with a Jesus on the cross hanging over her bed, right, staring at them. And you know, <laughs> Sam the man moves in trying to get that kiss, and she's like, "Yo, let's pray first. Mm-hmm. And then they begin to. Uh, he needs have... to. He needs to accept Jesus in his heart before they can kiss. <laughs> so what any man would do, <laughs> but. <laughs> He does so, and um, they start smooching. So, uh, so yeah. That, and then uh, through this relationship, um, apparently she's like really loaded, uh, or her parents are, her dad is. Uh, and what they do is they end up going to school, to, or they we're always going to school together. together but uh, she was trying to talk him into going to the scene or the skip day at school, and you know Sam being kind of like standoffish and like introverted also he's just been bullied very harshly (laughs) yeah true yeah and the whole day at the beach with him didn't necessarily sound like a good idea to him right uh but anyways so they go uh and they're sitting they're sitting down like at dinner with uh sam's family and they mention sam's love for movies and she slowly starts like saying oh my dad has this type of camera oh my dad has this type of editor uh or editing machine you should definitely do this and talks him into filming and making a little movie of the 
uh, skip day for skip school. Day. And it is a hit. Apparently it won 10 Oscars and it would, no. Uh, that, that, that skip day video would be known as Jaws. Um, <laughs> you would soon come to know that as Ready Player One. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, uh, and he, he starts getting into it and sure enough, everyone starts clapping whenever they showcase it at the prom or whatever. I think it was prom. Uh yeah, homecoming yeah. was one of those. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it was dance. one school dance thing. Because me and Cameron, shocking to sound, shocking to believe, <laughs> it might be hard to believe, but me and Cameron weren't much of the. Uh... So, dance. anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, people start cra- clapping and cheering for him, and he, you know, starts getting into it. Uh, and then of course he messes up the night by. Try proposing essentially to the his girlfriend of maybe a, a few months, and uh, she says no because he's like, Forget your dreams, stay with you know, live with me, I'm gonna be famous and make movies. Right. And she was like, you know, Rightfully, she was like, No, because it's a high schooler saying that, so and also because they had only been dating for like a, a little bit, sure. And, like... and, and she was like, what, what do you think you are, some kind of Steven Spielberg? I thought she, that yeah. was a bit on the nose when they said that, but I, yeah, I no. thought it was weird. She's like, "What do you think you're going to make a movie called The Fablemans in 2022?" And you know, she's like, "What are we? Some kind of Suicide Squad?" Right. And then, and then Sam spoke. I was like, "Spielberg didn't even make that." So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you would know everything Spielberg made, wouldn't you? No. Uh... <laughs> and then the bit ended. <laughs> Should have ended forever ago. Yeah. Um, better podcasters wouldn't have done it at all. So, yeah, but it. we did. That's what makes us different. That's what yeah. sets us well, apart. Well, <laughs> uh, like I was saying, no. Uh, so they were, you know, fast forward. He's, you know, doesn't have no girl no more. His mom ended up moving away with Benny. Was Benny his name? Uh, Seth Rogen was actually his name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and the daughters ended up going with the mom as well. And we fast forward some time to the future. And uh, Sam is still writing letters to uh, these like companies and uh, production companies about, you know, getting started in filmmaking. Right. And um, as you can assume, it's just a bunch of rejection letters or just no like contact like back for him. And it's just him and his dad living in this apartment. And then he gets a little letter from CBS. And uh, through that, he gets to meet David Lynch's character who plays John Ford. Right. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm glad we got that in one take, too. That was nice. Right. Right. Um, It's such an easy name to remember. Right. John Ford. Uh, So we uh, so and John Ford tells him about landscapes and horizons uh through paintings and stuff and uh john ford if you guys don't know i don't even know if that's a real person is it i mean i would guess right i'm assuming it is but Uh, i mean you can keep talking while i look it up right well john ford is apparently in this movie real yeah in in real life then you know yeah we know cameron oh yeah friend of the podcast john ford (laughs) uh Oh, died before my parents were born. Oh man, like a father figure to me. Uh, so yeah. after uh, basically, Sam ends up getting a start and uh, walks out to the Hollywood 
like there's actually good line. casting like he i didn't know, obviously i didn't know what he looked like he actually looks like him does he yeah well um and then the movie ends with uh sam walking sam pableman walking out into the uh hollywood back lot and that's like i said how it ends and i'm really glad cameron that yeah. they didn't end it with like like you know him just like i got something good guys i got something good i promise you uh and it's the um you know like jaws script or something you know right you're you're glad he didn't like rush into the studio kick down the door go to the john ford's office he's like hey i have this script for you okay it's gonna change the world there's a dinosaur in a park but then and later on in the movie the dinosaur leaves the park what do you say i say it sounds like crap how about you bring uh, me something good next time Okay. I don't know why he turned into J. Jonah Jameson there. But yeah. and then he he slams down a picture of Spider-Man. Give <laughs> <laughs> me three hundred dollars for that picture. Yeah. It's just a T-Rex, like yeah. just a drawing of it. Like not even a good one. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Cameron, do you have any final thoughts or final? Uh, well, or yeah, anything? like to finish your statement from earlier, the big break of the movie is he gets a few episodes on a TV show, which is like like you're saying, we didn't need to see the like, oh, this is the big one because we know what his big ones are. It's right. Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Although, since this is technically like an alternate universe, I would like to see what like Jaws from this world is. Was it just like Chompers or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is Sharknado. Yeah, no, right. Sharknado is the first. Um, but, you know, final thoughts. Uh, it's a really good movie, one of the best of the year. I'm sure you've heard me say that before. Um, <laughs> and honestly, like, there's, there's, like we, like I said earlier, it, if if you're the kind of person who likes to or wants to make movies and stuff, this will uh, reignite that inside of you. It will give you that. It will show that love of filmmaking. That I'm sure Steven Spielberg, uh, you know, still has to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, he's really good at faking it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he's just getting really lucky. Yeah. Um, but and even if you're not like interested in making movies, it's still a good like f- uh, family drama kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And just the performances and all that stuff. Absolutely, a lot, of, a lot of Oscars are heading its way. I'll tell you yeah. that much. Rightfully so. Um, I said this in the beginning. I think this is definitely one. This should be the movie Steven Spielberg ends off on, unless he's making another Ready Player One movie. Right. Then I'll be happy. But uh, this is a very good farewell for him if this is the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- this is just a must-watch. Uh, I'm gonna. I see myself definitely like we're gonna. I'm gonna be revisiting this for a while, uh, just because. And I'm gonna be showing a bunch of people because I think this is uh, it's it's spectacular. Uh, with that, Cameron. Yes. Where can if they're watching us or only listening to us, where can they find us on? Okay, well, if you're only listening and you're like, I can't, I don't want to see these guys' faces. I, I just never want to. Then don't go to our YouTube channel. That is uh that is called What Did You Think? Uh 
on you it's called that that's the name of the thing on youtube it's called what did you think surprisingly uh but if you're like man i'm tired of looking at these guys faces already because i'm doing that right now and you only want to listen to us you can go to um the description of the youtube video that you're on and mm -hmm. find links for spotify anchor apple uh podcast and amazon music and everywhere and you get your podcast every, every well those are where the links are um going to but if you apparently there are other places too uh so <laughs> you can check those other places too um, um listening to spot listening on spotify also helps us out a lot more than you think um uh because like statistically speaking um it benefits the podcast more if you do listen on spotify first but i mean as long as you're watching or listening to us i don't you really can care. definitely watch it on youtube though like you don't have to just go to spotify ben's just saying right. that because because he he thinks he's cooler than me that's all that's all it is uh, it actually and... hurts it actually hurts our chances of success if you listen on spotify <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> They take away viewers from us. Each viewer right. that doesn't make any sense. That's such a stupid joke. Right. Uh, <laughs> um. Well. <laughs> uh. I mean, what? What's? Well, I mean, what? What's the next movie we're gonna record, Cameron? You know, you ask that every week. Like, I'm gonna tell you. Like, you're not like. I'm. Di I'm dying to know. I can't no. wait a full week. I can't Dude, wait a full week. You're gonna have to because we always record these right before all right but, well, make a what make a noise make a noise then too um well before we yeah i'll make a noise uh it sounds like this ah um so that's the noise that you get it uh it was just a ah there you go okay um, well oh sorry say your last thing say your last thing oh i was just gonna say you might have noticed something if this is your first time watching the podcast or if you're like you know binging them and you're like these are great reviews i'm so glad i get a full in-depth opinion from two different people on what did they think but i just want to know what number on a scale of one to five they would give it um but they don't say numbers on the podcast so i wonder if that's intentional it is we don't say numbers on the podcast because uh we don't want to but if you want to know a uh a quantifiable score we would give each thing uh, in the description for the YouTube video, I don't know where Ben does on the Spotify, but there is uh, links to our letterbox and our our Ben's Instagram, which is deceptively named "What Did You Think Reviews," even though it's only his opinion. Uh, okay, well, yeah, you're right. And I'm gonna go ahead and say the next movie. It is. No, it's not. No, it is. No, 